You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. This year, Mash Those Buttons is proud to announce that we will have three shows participating in World of Podcasts at Con Before the Storm presented by Medieval Times. First, Nick from WoW Talk and the Torn and the Goblin will join Medros from All Things Azeroth, Eliandros from Dungeon Fables, Frasley from the Frazzlecast, Tosh Mifune from the Half-Hill Report, Berserker from Unshackled Fury, and Stone from WoW Challenges to talk about what we can expect for Warcraft this year on Pod Before the Con Warcraft on October 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Then, at Con Before the Storm, Katie from The Torn and the Goblin will be joining Ben from Azeroth Roundtable, Josh from Countdown to Classic, Jocelyn from Four Azeroth, Shoe Boots from Merely a Setback, Rob from The Training Dummies, and Frosty from The Worgen's Howl for the Warcraft panel. Also, Blaze and Bob from Watchpoint Radio will be on the Overwatch panel with Icy from Enter the Iris, Blevins from the High Noon Podcast, Rob from the Omnic Lab, Andres from the Owl Recap, and Totemly Drunk from the Overwatch League Network. Both those panels will be live at Con Before the Storm on November 1st. Check out conbeforestorm.com for more information. We look forward to you joining us. Welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with Bobby Schussler, also known as Blaze and Bob. Hey, 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 Ja. Glad to be back once again. Uh, yes, yes. And also here with Josh Kender, also known as Kender. Hello, my name is Captain Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a reference to our fucking uh, match the other night? In it all is. Caps? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you yeah. would get it. Yes, yes. Now, now I have to explain. Now we have to explain it to the audience. We we did a spread. <laughs> it. Yeah, we. And we. You know, this is this would have been better if we still had the what you've been doing in Overwatch section early, but we don't. So <laughs> anyway. Uh, we we did a scrim last night and somebody accidentally typed in all caps. What did he type in? Like one more game or something like that? Uh, one more on control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And basically after he did that, it was nothing but people talking like that in Discord <laughs> for, for everything. <laughs> so that's what that reference is for. But it's a good start to episode number 129. We are recording on October 9th for release on October 10th. A couple things to talk about, obviously. Halloween Terror is out. That's going to be a short conversation because nothing has changed. Oof. We're also going to talk about the patch notes. And we're we're kind of going to have an echo of last week's conversation to a degree about dealing with the current meta and competitive. Uh, I do want to talk a bit about that. And we have a bit of community feedback and questions. So we'll, we'll, we'll do that. What's wrong, Bob? Was your tea nasty? <laughs> Sorry, I got the string in my mouth while I was trying to take a drink. 
Oh yeah, like that's, that happened often. That, that was a stream treat. People who are listening to the show won't be able to see that face you just made. <laughs> Somebody uh, anyway, clip it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to welcome any first-time listeners. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to Watchpoint Radio. Uh, we do talk about Overwatch news and some esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. If you do enjoy the show, uh, you know. You know, keep up with us. Check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. And we would love to have you join us on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons. And of course, any returning listeners, thank you guys very much for checking out the show again, whether it is your first real listen or your 128th. You guys are important to us. Thank you very much for your support, you know, over these uh, years of Overwatch. So, but uh, no new subscribers this week except Bob. Bob subscribed again, but it's kind of, a, you know, He's, he's gonna have to do that. <laughs> he's know. required. It's part he's of the required. contract. I just, and, and, I, I just want the emoji. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and uh, no new patrons this week, but we do have a little bit of community feedback about a topic we talked about last week. I'm, I'm pulling it up now. It is from Jeff Kazlowski. Uh, maybe I should just call him Bargain Shopper. Sorry about that. Sorry for putting your government out there on. Uh, on the podcast. Um, oof. But he, I'm sorry, what did you say, Kender? I said oof. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm not sure if I butchered your last name. I'm pretty sure it's Kazlowski. So, uh, from now on, it's going to be known as Wazowski. <laughs> uh, so, sorry about that. But, you know, he says, Watchpoint at Watchpoint Radio, listening to you guys talk about how great MKB, that's mouse and keyboard, would be on Xbox, you are alienating the majority of players who use the primary input device for a console. If crossplay is made immediately available along mouse and keyboard, no big deal. But they need to split the the gamepad slash mouse and keyboard lobbies like Fortnite does. I would love to play more games from my PC with my console friends, you can't justify nerfing the majority of players by saying Master and GM are already doing it, though. Also, I purchased the PC in 2014 for $600, and it runs Overwatch fine in order to play competitively 60 FPS. So I'm going to dissect that uh, a little bit. Well, and I totally hear what you say. Can I say something, though, real quick? Is it about the 60 FPS? No, no. Didn't okay, I? go ahead. <laughs> I thought yeah, you were going to no, say something I was just ignoring that, but didn't I say like shouldn't the cues be separate for controller and mouse and keyboard? I thought I said that. I, I know I said it somewhere. Said Maybe I didn't say it on this show, but I swore I, I swore I said that. Maybe you said it while we were talking about it, like in pre-show or something like that. But Maybe. I can't remember if you put it on the show or not. Gotcha. Okay. But either way. So you know you're saying that you know we're major- we're alienating the majority of players, and I can understand where you're coming from. But um, a couple of things. First of all, I'm not sure if you can alienate a, ma- a majority. I'm not sure if you could do it because the, at the end of the day, if most of the players are using a controller, that means most of the players that you are playing with are using a controller. What adding mouse and keyboard support would do is it would definitely give the players who choose to use mouse and keyboard support an advantage and push them into higher ranks because now they can react more quickly, you know, so forth and so on. And the reason I'm still okay with that, and it's not something that I just kind of glossed over or forgot, was that that's how PC gaming has been since the inception of 
gaming peripherals per se since they started making mice specifically for pc gaming since they started making keyboards specifically for pc gaming since they started making one millisecond response time uh, monitors for gaming and you know high refresh rate monitors for gaming um and i guess this would kind of kind of tie into your 60 fps comment that you know you play you know you purchase the pc for 600 bucks it runs over watches fine and plays competitive at 60 fps um somebody who is running the game at 200 or 300 fps has an advantage over somebody who is running the game at 60 fps the difference between 60 fps and 200 fps or 300 fps is being able to bait a reinhardt into a shatter and actually be able to block it because you can identify his uh, his animation that much faster it's being able to determine how fast a fire strike is coming at you or how fast a ferro rocket is coming at you and being able to dodge uh, appropriately or make very fast plays. Like, you know, those split second decisions in Overwatch that you can make, like you can make those, you can make them way more accurately the higher refresh rate you have. Somebody who has a mouse that can you know, go between 800 DPI and 1600 DPI at, at the in a split second because all they have to do is hit a button has an advantage over somebody who's using a regular mouse somebody who has a mechanical keyboard over somebody who does not have a mechanical keyboard has an advantage because of the uh input confirm of a mechanical keyboard that's why people play the you know play you know they, they play with the mechanical keyboards they play with the gaming mice they play with the high resolution and uh, the high resolution sorry but the high uh, refresh rate monitors so this is something that's already taken place in PC gaming. And um, while, yes, go ahead. Bob. Another thing to add into that is that in those moments when there is six people and six people all using different moves in one area, the difference in the amount of things that you can actually tell what's going on as opposed from, you know, just uh, like jumping from 144 down to 60 is night and day. Like you will actually see everything that's going on rather than it kind of turning into a blur. And that's that that just goes on top of the computer and the graphics card. If it's running 60 normally, then when you get into those 6v6 things, it's dropping down to 30. Yeah, and so actually, it so my Overwatch runs generally between, you know, 200 to 250 frames per second during a, during like a game. And I didn't think it was that big of a deal until I started paying attention to OBS while I was playing Overwatch. And my frame rate on Overwatch, let's say it's 200 frames per second, but then I look over to my other screen that's running OBS at 60 frames per second, and it's almost like my OBS is running at 30 frames. That's what it feels like to my eyes. So there's, there is a pretty big difference. So to kind of tie that back in to the Xbox, um, while, yes, I do understand that the majority of players are using uh, a, uh, a controller or a gamepad, and the people who are using a mouse and keyboard would definitely have an advantage, it's still the best thing that can happen competitively for Overwatch. You know? And it actually gives console players an opportunity to stay on a console and be able to make the jump to the Overwatch League much easier rather than getting high ranked in console then switching over the pc having to learn inputs and controls on pc and how to learn on pc and then climb the ranks again you know oh, go ahead Kendra. Uh i was just gonna say uh, 
I, I understand what this guy's saying, and I understand why he feels like that would kind of be a uh, un, an unfair advantage. But you got to remember that everybody has the option to use this peripheral. It's not isolating anybody. Yeah, maybe there's a bit of a monetary gap, and it's almost kind of into a pay-to-win kind of thing. Sure, maybe. But mouse and keyboard, you can get a half-decent mouse and keyboard a hell of a lot cheaper than you can buy an Xbox controller for. Um, I mean, I, I can go right now That's to some true. Chinese website and get a cheap-ass keyboard that'll do the damn job. Well, and if you think about it, you kind of need the Elite controller for the X for the Xbox, and that's 150 bucks. You can get a nice I, keyboard right. and mouse. I was going to hop into that because players, even if even if somebody's not cheating right now and not using the mouse and keyboard adapter for the Xbox, players who are using the Xbox Elite um, controller do have an advantage over players who aren't. Players who are using the the uh, peripherals or extra add-ons for their controllers have an advantage over somebody that's not and from a competitive standpoint you don't you know you give everybody the same opportunity like you know to to get the equipment they need but i don't think you should stifle the whole game just because some players decide not to i mean imagine the nba if they didn't allow players to be over six feet tall you know (laughs) The NBA players are NBA players because they have an advantage. Like they have, like you know, there's. Like, don't get me wrong. There are some people who are under six feet tall, who have a really amazing ball handling, who have amazing uh, dribbling. Oh, that's dribbling ball handling, same thing. But amazing passing, amazing shooting. Like they know how to play the game inside and out, possibly better than players that are on the court. But you know what those guys are doing? They're coaching. They're drilling. They're in the announcer's box. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's the thing. Like, imagine an NBA that only allowed people who were, like, because the average person's height is not six feet, <laughs> you know? Yep. Or imagine them limiting, like, you know, football athletes to a certain size or a certain weight because the average person, their average 240-pound male can't run 40 yards in five seconds or some shit like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it, it's just not. So, yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah. Well you know, played. so that's. That's that's the kind of thing that I'm thinking about, and you know, Kinder is 100% right. You, right now, you have to buy a peripheral to cheat. It's essentially cheating, right? You're buying a peripheral to give yourself an advantage, and you're running the you're running the uh, the, uh, the 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 chance that they could ban your Xbox, and not everybody knows about it. But once a but you know once if or I should I should say this if you know mouse and keyboard support came to the Xbox for Overwatch it would be a general announcement people would know about it word would get around and I'm pretty certain it's it would be a lot cheaper than the peripheral that people are using right now so you're 100 percent correct uh, Jeff that you know if you're if you decide to stay on a gamepad you're going to be at a severe disadvantage if you are looking to get high ranked but that's the deal right. People who are looking to get high ranked and maybe even pass into the Overwatch League, they're going to do what they need to do to uh, to to get there. So that means they're going to get the equipment. You know, they're going to get the mouse and keyboard. They prob they probably would t- even take their X they take their Xbox and put it into a small area, right? Like they take their Xbox, put it on a desk with a with a with a monitor, and then hook up their mouse and keyboard to it so that they have a better advantage. Can you, you hook know? up an SD hard drive? You could hook up a uh, 
Well, yeah, you can hook up an SSD hard drive. I have one hooked up to my Xbox right now. I mean, like, can you, uh, like, the PlayStation, can you install one, uh, like, inside of it? Or do you no, not do that you anymore? Uh, well, yeah, I guess you can if you wanted to, but the speeds uh, you get with the um, with the USB three are comparable, so it would still be okay. You know, yeah. SSD doesn't, that, doesn't do much for the actual game itself, other than loading times, which yep. you know, loading time well, yeah, just for the loading times. But loading <laughs> fast, to climb, which, loading time is important. Absolutely, if you're a badass DPS, you need to pick you need to pick Genji or, or like like Widow yeah. quick, you know. That's why I've been able to play Symmetra every fucking game <laughs> that I want to this past week. So yep, I'll get to play yeah, Torb no, a whole bunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I don't, I don't, and like I said, Jeff, I don't, I don't um, I'm not trying to discount what you're saying. I totally understand. And I, and I do think that you're right, with the exception of alienating, right? Like most of the games you play would still be against gamepad players. You wouldn't have to worry about that mouse and keyboard difference until you got into the higher ranks. And, um, while the splitting the lobbies between gamepad and mouse and keyboard would definitely help the players a bit, it's not the best thing competitively. They everybody needs to be in the same pool for competitive to really work. You that know? and queue times. That and queue times, yes, one hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, that's why I'm, I, I still have to to disagree uh, with you know. Not adding mouse and keyboard support. It'll be a change. It'll be a huge change. But I, in terms, and we're going to talk about this on MASHCast. I'm not going to get too deep into it uh, on this show. Console players really need to prepare for change because the the entire console uh, landscape will be changing in the next five years. And uh, it's finally going to be catching up with what Microsoft wanted to do with the release of the Xbox One. And I am mm -hmm. fucking ready because they saw it. And nobody liked it until it happened by itself. It was their delivery. It was their delivery yeah, their was PR, the issue. Which we we can talk talk this into the ground. We've done it before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just going to nip that in the bud before we get into that conversation. Before we get into that loop. Good job. Yeah. But you no, do, yeah. The, go ahead. You do realize, though, one thing you guys aren't thinking about is if it is 1Q, then... A big disc is going to be like, uh, dude, we got a fucking controller guy. And the freaking elites are going to make fun of people with controllers because it's what we did on, uh, on Sea of Thieves. <laughs> we were like, uh, look at this. Kimmy, he's using the controller. It's so cute. Oh, you turned it so slow. <laughs> you turned it so slow. And then we're like spinning around like this right next to him. And oh my God, it's hilarious. Well, you know. Not everybody has to be an asshole, Bob. But then again, like I said, I'm saying people are going to do it for real to like other people, like dicks. Maybe, maybe. But like, I, I think that what Kibbe. would end up happening are the mouse and keyboard players. And here's the deal, right? Like, if a mouse and keyboard player stays in a low rank against gamepad players, that mouse and keyboard player does not know how to play Overwatch. That's that would be the problem. Not to mention, you're going to have a lot of people on console who hook up mouse and keyboard, and then they have to learn how to play mouse and keyboard. Right. You know, so there's, that's going to be well, going on for some time. It just it just depends on how fast they allow them to move. Because if they anchor the the move the movement when you have a mouse, then it's all for not because you're not really going to get you're not going to get as much out of it because you turn so slow on on Xbox. 
Well, no, it depends how you configure your controller. You can't oh, with that, that new with scheme zone. with the dual zone, especially well, not even with the new scheme, but with the dual zone and stuff like that. It really is going to come down to. Um, so here's the deal, right? If they combine PC and the Xbox for 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 gameplay, then they're going to have to change how mouse and keyboard works, or they're going to have to change how the aiming works on the Xbox per se. You know, like you can if if it detects a controller. It'll still, you know, do what the controller does, but if it takes a mouse and keyboard, it needs to work like it does on PC in order to keep it fair. Now, if they don't combine uh, Xbox and PC, there's no reason for them to add mouse and keyboard support at all, to be honest with you. There's no reason, besides getting Bob to play Overwatch on Xbox, <laughs> you know? It's a big reason. That would be, be the only reason. So, but yeah, but uh, yeah, that's, I just wanted to address that. But thank you for reaching out and uh, your, your comment, you know, really do appreciate that. But let's go ahead and move on. Let's talk about Halloween Terror. Uh, no surprises with Halloween Terror. We knew it was coming. And I did see a few tweets out there that people were disappointed that there's no change in the event. But guys, I mean... Kaplan told us, he's like, there's not going to be any change. They don't see a need to change the event. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's Dude. that's fine. I can respect that. However, Jeff, BlizzCon better be popping. Like it, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, BlizzCon, we're going we're, we're gonna to be doing a pre-BlizzCon show uh, here on MASH. It's not just going to be, uh, you know, us. It's going to be, you know, like Nick from Wild Talk's probably going to be moderating it. And we're going to do some BlizzCon predictions. But Overwatch will be hitting. We're in the third year of Overwatch. They need to do something in two areas. One content, which can be addressed, like, you know, throughout the year. Like, you know, maybe they release more maps. Maybe they release more characters, which I don't want. But maybe, you know, more characters. Or, you know, maybe they do something with a game mode or something like that. Add different, add more competitive modes. Which actually, they they stopped doing that, didn't they? The extra competitive modes, like the extra, like the 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 three v three elimination competitive and stuff like that, which I'm a bit disappointed. I didn't in. see one, but they yeah. might launch it. They've often launched those a few days after. after yeah, so they they need to do some more content, and they need to do something with lore. They got to. <laughs> there has to be some type of big announcement. If we come out of BlizzCon with a new character and a new map and a new cinematic. And that's it. I think there's going to be trouble. Trouble. I, I really think that that's that's they need to make it some type of announcement. Depends on if the cinematic makes me cry. Well, it's <laughs> going to make you cry, Bob. Well, Bob's remember, not long ago, didn't they say something about killing off a character? They Is said the they they talked about it hypothetically. They could kill off a character, but it wouldn't make a difference because the characters still be available in game. First of all, second of all, where the fuck is the lore? If you kill off a character, how are we going to find out? <laughs> There's no way for you to let us know. You're going to do you're going to have let off a one-off comic that you know where somebody where somebody dies like come on. It kills Symmetra. We can't fix her. Just kill her. Take her out of the game. And Remove then we have the true undead Symmetra skin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about lore, right? In order for lore to matter, like a character dying, there has to be a constant pipe of lore, you know? It has to be a constant lore pipe, and they don't have that. They have avenues for it. They had the comics. They didn't even keep up with that, you know? And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying comics are super easy to produce or anything like that, but let's come on. Like, they, they didn't even keep up with the comics 
which were cool. Like the the last cool one they released was the Doomfist one. That one was so good. I really enjoyed that. The motion one, per se, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, to for the people that were upset to their argument, I mean, they showed us a spooky uh, uh, single player map. What's it? Uh, Mansion Chateau Giard. Chateau Giard. Yeah, they showed us a spooky one, and why the heck do they have it? If it's just a 1v1 map, all I can think of is there must be a lot more 1v1 custom games that I just well, don't know about. That's a deathmatch map, not just 1v1. So if you play deathmatch, it'll show up in the rotation. But it, in my opinion, yes, it is a waste to redo a map that people only play in deathmatch. Yeah, I meant deathmatch. Sorry about that. It's kind of a waste. Like, I'm not I'm not impressed. So, but it's whatever. But we did get new skins. Uh, let's see how many new legendaries. One, two, three, four, five, six legendaries. They're the new, and I gotta admit, the do these skins do look good. Like they, they, I like the oh, ban- yeah. the Banshee Moira. That's cool. <laughs> the Bride Sombra is kind of cool. Actually, let me address that for a second. Why make a big deal? Because they they said that you know uh, there was gonna be a Junkenstein's Bride, and they they didn't make a huge deal out of it. They say, oh, yeah, you know, can, you can expect a Junkenstein's Bride and stuff like that. Why make a Junkenstein Bride when she's not even going to be included in Junkenstein? And I, right? I know. And then another thing, a little weird thought, but I just thought to myself, well, then in this weird, bizarro world, Sombra and Roadhog are like an item. And that's creepy. <laughs> I, I she, thought it would have worked out better. <laughs> she bust <laughs> like some jiggly. I, I thought it would have been better if it would have been like Zarya or something like that. <laughs> you know. I couldn't bench more than you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Zarya seems like she could at least handle him. Yeah. But let's see. That they, 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 yeah, it's it not horrible. terrible. So I was going to let it go. I was just, uh, just going to let it go. I just, uh, I just meant like. Oh, shit. Did you see you the. You don't have to explain. Bob. Yeah, we never mind. It. I'll just stop. <laughs> well, well, Rodak's chasing her right now. This picture I'm looking at. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know this this before, but Farah's skin. She's headless. Yeah. Yes, she is. When she's standing that. there. Yeah, without her but helmet. But not. Yeah, but not in. Not in game. Yeah, in game she has the helmet on. It's called enchanted armor. That's why. Yeah, but it's just so like the, the Reaper skin where he's That's holding the, cool. the, the pumpkin head. Yeah. Pumpkin right yeah. next to it, but in game he has it on his head. Right, yeah. So that's cool. The jack o' lantern. I want this one for Hammond. I might just buy it. I might yeah, just straight up buy really it. Good. Yeah, it's, as opposed to waiting for it. It's out of this world. It's just like, what? It's ridiculous. Actually, I have a little cash. I'm probably going to buy some loot boxes this go around because I like a lot of these. Especially, even the soldier one's really good, which is... The Slasher 76 is good. That's good. But I still like Thriller 76, too. Thriller yeah. 76 is good. Like This kind of has a Thriller feel to it. Well, it's definitely Jason. It's, it's like oh, yeah. But I mean, with the, with the jacket, the jacket's definitely... Well, Thriller-esque. it's in the 80s. Like, it's the same, it's the same time period as Thriller. That's why. There's even, a pumpkin. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, even May's skin is not bad, not half bad at all for a uh, not legendary. I, I really enjoy that one. Really? I mean, it just looks like an orange skin. Oh, it's I mean, it's epic. Like a trash it's bag. epic. So, it's epic. So, like, you, yeah, but as I wouldn't pay 800 for that. If I get it, I get it. You know, you know, if I get it, I get it. But Would if you pay I don't, I'm not 750 for it. No. 
Okay. That's what it costs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wouldn't pay 750 for it. 750, 800. Either way, I'm not paying for it. Uh, but the Slasher 76 is good. The Spider Widow looks cool, but since I don't play Widowmaker, I'm definitely not aiming for that. The Swamp Monster uh, Doom Fist looks cool, but I also don't play Doom, so I won't be buying it, but it does look cool. I'll probably get it because I don't play Doom. I know. So, I, I, just, I think his I think his other skin, the uh, Diablo skin he's got, just looks so much better. Way better. Yeah. And then the Undead McCree, which he looks like a can of Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks like his a player from the Outlaws. His other uh, his other skin, I think, from Halloween is better. Like the yeah. uh, the was it the vampire hunter? He has it here. Like what is it called? It's a uh, I think Van it's Helsing. vampire hunter. Oh, it is Van Helsing. Van Helsing, who is a vampire hunter, right? Oh, he's right. a monster hunter. So, so we got those skins. New highlight intros. And I was complaining to Bob about this, but the so there's one with Winston where he makes like a pump. Does he make the pumpkin levitate? Hold on, I'm looking at it now. He brings it alive with electricity. Yeah, it brings the pumpkin to life. It's alive. Oh. Now, Nataku says, sorry, we missed this earlier, but uh, when Farah dies, her armor just falls apart. Oh, that's that is cool. That's cool. cool. That's really that is cool. cool. And satisfying for the person who just killed <laughs> <Right>? you. <laughs> Vaporized. Now, this Brigitte Shield Bash emote, or not emote, um, highlight intro, I think is really cool. But goddammit, this should not be a part of this. <laughs> event this should be a highlight intro that you know you can get any time i think every january they should probably just pat you know throw new stuff into the game actually we'll probably see that in blitzcon too like maybe some new skins uh that, that you can get any time some new highlight intros and this should be one of them why is this attached to an event it has nothing to do with halloween nothing Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not too happy about that, but you know it's here, it's here, it is what it is. I just uh, feel like emotes? that's just what they're gonna do from here on out. It's just well, their mo. It is, but doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't mean that they should do it. And they have a like they have an emote for Bastion. It's like a zombie Bastion. So that was really Which cool. Is, and yeah. the best part about it. Is you got to go look at it. Uh, you got to see it. The bird, yeah. The bird, the bird also acts like a zombie, yeah. <laughs> it's, kind of it's good stuff. So, you know, no surprises there. This is not going to bring anybody back. I mean, I might farm Junkenstein just to get more loot boxes. But I got to be honest, like, farming, if you want to farm Junkenstein, you do it on, like, easy or normal. And, oh, my God, it's so fucking boring to do. Uh, you know, on, it's on a good easy way to normal. practice uh, McCree headshots. That's true. So, boy, yeah, we sold you, though. Hmm. But more importantly, let's move over to the, the patch notes here. Um, this is what everybody's actually going to care about. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the colorblind options have been added. We did talk about that last week, and we're you're going to hear more about that because we're going to have a community episode for colorblind options, and we'll get that scheduled sometime soon. Um. Well, one of the segments of the community episode is going to be about colorblind options, so let me say that. And they added a lot of the stuff. Well, actually, all the stuff that we talked about was on the PTR. Uh, for example, uh, they updated the visuals for the shields and barriers, which in my opinion, like, they basically made it less cluttered. They're way easier to see through, you know, from what I can see. Like, And I'm like, oh, that's cool, but it does take away from the visuals of the game. I didn't really have a problem with it before, but whatever. And, well, hold on a second. 
and actually, I just realized that one of the uh, the general updates. So they <clears throat> the patch notes used to be available on the forums, and they got rid of it. But now they're on the website, and the thing about the website, they put pictures into it, right? And Briggs' head is literally in the way of one of the updates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let me just read it from the actual patch notes from the client. So uh, what does it say here? Enemies health bars will now become visible to players if an entity they create deals damage to the enemy. So if you're Symmetra and your turret attacks a player, their health bar becomes visible to you. Okay. But also Briggs Barrier has gone down from 600 to 500. Something that we did not see coming, but not surprised at, is Doomfist. His his he has fall off damage that starts at 15 meters now. Because I gotta be honest, his his shot like you know his his shot was a little bit long, right? Like I was dying at too far of a distance. And remember, fifteen meters is pretty far, you know. Fifteen meters, it's like half you, a road hog hook. Yeah, basically, um, a, a little you, bit further than Lucio's bubble, right? No, Lucio's, yeah, it's, it, yeah, yeah, it's, right. it's five. It's five meters outside of Lucio's. No, because Lucio's is twelve now. It's not ten. It's twelve now, so three. Okay, yep. so it's three mm-hmm. outside of Lucio's aura, and that's still pretty far. But yeah, like, I'll just read the developer comments. It says Doomfist is all about getting up close and personal with his enemies, but his hand cannon spread was tight enough to do surprising amounts of damage at longer ranges, especially against bigger targets. This change brings his weapon in line with other shotgun style mm-hmm. weapons by making damage fall off beyond fifteen meters. So. Uh, McCree has the the the, the buff that's going to bring him back into the meta. His <laughs> combat roll's been reduced to six seconds. That's sarcasm. Yeah, <laughs> you you got to be careful with McCree, though. These little buffs keep coming in. Him and Soldier, and all of a sudden, they're going to be in every game. Super powerful. If there's less barrier, if we go to a meta with less barriers, they're going to be fucking trouble. They're yeah. going to be trouble. That's the issue because that like right now when I play soldier, when I get when there's like a diva Hammond or diva, you know, like it's basically somebody who doesn't put out shields like permanent shields and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, I wreck shop. I fucking wreck shop with soldier right now. So yeah, you're right. Like if if when the meta shifts, because it will shift. If it shifts to a uh, you know a shield light meta, trouble. <laughs> you know, we're gonna have some trouble. Um, May had her visual effects uh, changed for all abilities. My baby Arissa, her minimum, her maximum spread is reduced by twenty percent. I'm going to be killing everybody now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's going to be trouble. Uh, let's see. A soldier got a buff. Number of shots until reaching maximum spreads, uh, you know, increased from six to nine. Torbjorn, I'm not gonna go over his uh, over his kit again because <laughs> yeah, his whole kit is in the game, and he you cannot play him in comp. You cannot play him in comp for the next two weeks. Torb mains should be scaling the walls of the Blizzard facility right now, <laughs> you know, yep. and camping out in Jeff Kaplan's office. <laughs> so I thought I thought you were going to say something, Bob. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, I, w- I was going to say something, but it's, there's too much to explain. Anybody who watched the Overwatch League would know that the developers one time as a joke put the Torborn skin on top of the Genji model and had Torborn doing wall climbs. Uh, Cause <laughs> the crowd on signs asked the devs let Torb wall climb. They also did it. Like they did a bunch of Lens little funny, like 
Yeah, they did the let did you out of walk, which was weird. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they did little things like that. So when you said Torb Bay should be scaling the walls, I just thought of Torb scaling the wall. Yeah. All right. So now for the most important update of this patch. Is everybody ready? Bob, are you ready? I'm ready. Kinder, are you ready? Are you ready? No. Yes. Reduce the setup timer for assault escort and assault escort maps from one minute to 45 seconds. You know, Freeze Kaplan. <laughs> this would have saved me over the last three years. Yes, exactly. Yes. So <laughs> only 45 seconds to set up now. Thank you. Assemble your team timer increased from 10 to 25 seconds in the second round on assault escort and escort maps. So a little bit of a trade-off there, but God, man, thank you for reducing that. And now people need to make sure they're at their goddamn keyboards at a cop map. And like they didn't go to the bathroom or didn't go to the kitchen arguing with their mom. Like, you know, shit like that. Like that needs to stop. Needs to stop. Stop <laughs> arguing with your mom, guys. So, but that is what's going on with the patch notes. Big, um, I guess, big takeaway from that Doomfist nerfed. Which I don't think it's going to be as big as it was, even though I was cooking a Doomfist, actually a few Doomfists today when I was playing, uh, who I don't think got the memo. <laughs> you know, I think so, it'll be uh, really good for the, uh, really bad for the really good dubs because some of them will jump in, jump out, and then they're able to just get that last like shot on you while they're already out and they already failed at killing you coming in, but then they get that. It's kind of like the Widowmaker change. Her big thing is she can shoot a long distance and she can one shot. So they made her rifle have a lot more damage fall off than it had before. Right. Just cause it's too, it's just too powerful. Right. Right. I don't know that it's going to change much, but it changed a little. A good a good doom fist will adapt. Will adapt. That's they'll do. They'll adapt. Yeah. That's what separates good players from not good players. You know, if <laughs> you're taking players. advantage, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're not taking it, like if you can only play a character by taking advantage of an imbalance, then you're not a good player. You're strategic, but you're not good. <laughs> you know, if you. A good player of a character will adapt to the changes of that character. Mercy mains are still playing Mercy and have adapted to her changes. You know, that's that's kind yeah, of the way. It took that's some the of them a is. long time though. But you adapt. There's a, there's an FGC shirt, and I really wish I could pull it up right now. But it has a. Actually, hold on a second. I can edit this. I'm it's fucking editing. Adapting. Find it right now. overcome. Let's see. It's from, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the year we go. Oh, God. No, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. So, there's an FGC shirt um, that I've seen. It's actually been around for years. But it says buff and has that scratched out. Nerf, scratched out. Patch, scratched out. Adapt. That's <laughs> what you do. You adapt. All right. So. Yep. But uh, yeah, let's move on to our third topic, technically speaking here. And this is going to be kind of uh, one of the, uh, probably the larger topic for this evening. Uh, And it's kind of an echo of what we talked about last week. And I'll I'll get around to that. So, uh, you know, when I go, when I'm looking for topics for the show, 
I'm looking through uh, the forums. I'm looking through Reddit. I'm looking at YouTube videos in the comment section more so than the actual YouTube video yeah. itself because this is a community show. And I want to find out what people are actually saying. Like, I really don't care what the YouTuber is saying unless they have like a lot of factual stuff to back it up or they're actually echoing community sentiment, right? That being said, a couple things, uh, the two main things I've kind of been hearing, not just this week, but in general for the past few weeks, um, there's a lot of complaints on the forums uh, about the CC meta, essentially, that we have right now. There's lots of CC, May freezing you, uh, McCree stunning you, Doomfist knocking the shit out of you, Brigitte kicking the shit out of you and stunning you. If you let her live for long enough, she stuns you again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you got Hammond knocking people up in the air or knocking people around. Like, I mean, one of my main things to do as Hammond is let a team, let half of a team through the choke point and knock the other half of the team back. <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that's, that is a legit thing that you can do with Hammond. And there's also concern that with the changes to Torb that we're going to see uh, a turret meta. You know, you have Symmetra who can easily deploy powerful turrets, especially if they are left alone. And when you are engaged in a fight, like, yes, if the Symmetra places a turret and you see it and you can deal with it, you can definitely take it out easily. But if Symmetra, and I mean, I've been playing Symmetra very heavily for the last week, and I've just been seeing it firsthand, like, you know, if you can manage to place a turret while the other team while the team is engaged in a fight and they don't necessarily notice it because there's so much noise happening you can you you can just cook players you can it's very frustrating to deal with to you know to think that you kind of have an edge up only to die because you didn't realize you were getting baked by some etch turret you know well, right. and so many people at the back line like if people walk by the turrets just be like oh, Somebody will get that. I'm going to shoot this guy right here. I'm like, ah, yeah. turn around, get the turrets. And I'm always ride hard. And I can't do it. I can do it when I'm <laughs> yeah. when I'm monkey easy, but like ride hard. It's like, do I turn around, the, swing up in the air? It's like, no. The, the thing is, even for somebody like Diva or Roadhog or Zarya, it's a win-win because they have to turn and address the turret. So when I see a Diva turning around to address my turrets, that's extra time I'm using to cook her. And that's just me. That doesn't include the rest of my team shooting the shit out of her, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's, I have more time to cook her with my primary. And every second I'm hitting somebody, I'm gaining power. Like it's a, it is a win-win. So I can definitely see the concern for the turret meta. Higher-end players or higher-ranked players may not necessarily have a uh, see a huge issue with it. But, I mean, most of the players that play play in gold. They play in platinum. So I can totally see that being a legit concern. Um. I'm gonna be tormenting people down there. My new oh, yeah. DPS account. <laughs> Poor Bjorn coming to ruin your day. Yeah. Now the second thing I want to bring up, and the reason I'm bringing up together, because I ultimately think the solution is the same thing, uh, is that, and this has been going on since ranked came into existence, that players are not satisfied with the current rank system. You know, uh, and high ranking players, uh, there's there's echoes that uh, in the high ranking that you know. They feel they have a problem with the rank system because many of their teammates aren't playing at a level that they should be playing at. I mean, that's a, I think that's a sentiment that can be echoed across ranked period because 
when I'm playing, even on my uh, actually, no, I, I gotta be honest. But since I've been playing in diamond, it hasn't been that big of a deal. But even when I was like playing in high plat or something like that, high plat players aren't the t- aren't the upper echelon of players. But at the same time, basics that you should know that you should have learned by going through gold and low plat, sh- it shouldn't be an issue for you in high plat. But yet they are. You see players who really shouldn't be in a rank, in a rank, you know, well into that rank. And that had, and like I said, that 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 has a lot to do. Well, actually, Bob, you want to say something? Like I, I was cutting up. Go ahead. I'll let well, you finish. Uh, d- I okay. I don't know how to say it. Are you are you talking about? Because I usually don't hear people say that unless they're diamond or higher. They say this person doesn't belong here. But my thought is on at least diamond and higher why those people can get up there and then maybe don't belong there later is because the game changes a bunch. The game changes a lot. You know, people that were really good six months ago, if they didn't adapt and change well and practice nonstop and move to different characters and everything else, then they're not going to stay up in diamond and up and above. So someone who had gotten real high, you know, is say mercy, and you know, for over the last six months, is probably struggling a bit right now in diamond and up, because that's true. You know, they're just kind of falling because they're not in the meta anymore, and they learned so many intricacies on this one character. Like you know, it's like when you and I were playing with Crash the other night. I guess it was a couple weeks ago, and he goes, "How did that hammer hit?" And I was like. Well, I just happened to be hit with it one time, you know, a long time ago. And then I tried it my, myself and I just know it works. So it's just a trick. You know, those little intricacies you learn with each character are big. No, that's that is 100 percent true. But I'm thinking more so of a. In a broader sense, maybe. Right. Like. Um, there are certain things you should know in Overwatch positioning wise or when to engage, when not to engage, how to group up, the fact that you shouldn't be trickling in, the fact that you should be waiting for your team, you know, making mistakes like that. I think character changes, like if you see some, you know, if you, that it's one thing to have character changes that change your rank, right? You know, and I that that is 100% true. You're, you're not wrong at all. But at the same time, I, like I said, I haven't seen it in Diamond so far. But I, I definitely when I was in like, you know, or actually even I do still have an account that's in high plat right now. Um, I'm seeing things like, what, how are you here? How are you here? How do you know not to do that thing you just did? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it's um, just because it's such a big playing ground. It'd be my thoughts. What do you think, Kinder? You haven't weighed in. Uh, I mean, honestly, where I'm at right now, I don't. <laughs> I'm just having a bad time. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people that probably shouldn't be where they're at, uh, but I think you're absolutely right. There are there are absolutely people that because I was one of them uh, after Roadhog meta um, after the Roadhog. Point. Yeah, me too. When Roadhog was really, really good in like what season two or three, uh, I climbed like crazy with Roadhog. That was that was when I got in the diamond the first time. And then after they nerfed him to where he uh, by all accounts should have been nerfed to. Uh, <laughs> nope. I <laughs> dropped all the way back down to high gold, and that's where I stayed for a season or two. Yeah, uh, and I mean, it's, I'm not saying that's not where I belong because it probably was, but during that fall, 
you know, in, in low diamond and in high plant time, I shouldn't have been there. Um, yep. And yeah, those players have concerns, but when the meta changes, it changes. And if you're not an adaptable, an adaptable player, you're going to fall when the meta changes. And that just goes back to the one tricking uh, conversation. You know, if you can't adapt, if you are only good with one character, then yeah, by all means, play your character if you want to, but be prepared to lose your ass when your character gets nerfed um, and you can't adapt. You know, but I would Roadhog be- was that rare exception that you could potentially still, you could potentially still make him work, but he was so broken at the time that taking advantage of not taking advantage of him rather was kind of stupid. And when he did get nerfed, you were going to fall if you were a one trick Roadhog. And that's what happened to me for sure. A hundred percent. Um, so in most cases you should be able to adapt and you're going to lose some SR, but if you can't over adapt, you can't adapt, uh, like Josh said earlier, then you're, you're going to fall. You don't deserve your rank. Let's see. Right. That would make like a <laughs> counter argument to that to, with, it's going to be hard to get up into diamond and masters and for the normal person with a normal amount of time to play, it's going to be hard for them to get into diamond and up without specializing in, you know, one character and then like flexing on, you know, maybe two others, but the problem you run into with like, say main tank for me is monkey and Reinhardt are way different. I mean, there's nothing transferable there. The way that they make space for the team is not even close to the same. Positioning is completely different. It's a completely different thing. But then, like, you think about a DPS, like a hit scan DPS. Like, they can transition to Zarya real easy. But think about them trying to transition to Monkey and trying to figure out what, just what to do there because it's not... It's not real obvious. Well, first so, of all, I wouldn't yeah, think but, a deep a hit scan DPS ain't gonna transition to Zarya, a tracking hero. Yeah, but, like uh, a smart person would transition into their well, role, soldier, right? Oh, that's not a smart person would transition would stay inside their tracking. role. Like you know, for example, last season, my uh, my main like you know, I main Zenyatta on my on my current diamond account, but when it, when it called for it, when Zenyatta wasn't working out, I'd switch over to Brig. Two totally different characters; they don't work the same, you know. Um, so like yeah, like you're right. Like you know, getting into diamond and higher, you do need to specialize a bit, but. It also requires you to be able to flex because I would have lost a bunch of matches if I didn't switch off of Zen into yep. another character that I could play. Yeah, I'm just so, saying it's just the normal person. I don't know that they have the amount of time to actually grind enough to get good at, like, say, like good at that level at, like, say, five characters. Like, I just don't see it on the on the normal person. Ninety five percent of the population. If I would have had, if I if I would have only played that account, I'm sorry, Kendra, I'm gonna let you go right after this. If I only played that account, I would have only played two characters. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it doesn't have to be five. If you can specialize on a role and be okay, you don't have to be good at all five characters. You know? Yeah, I was just saying diamond and above. I think, you know, like I think you should keep account specialized on characters because it just helps you realize where you are with those but, but SR, you know, with that SR. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with specializing, but the difference between a player, between like a one trick, I actually talked about last week, the, between a one trick 
somebody who specializes that you can uh, you know you can make changes you can adjust you can adapt so as Kendra was saying earlier even if your player your character goes out of meta per se you know um you should have the game sense and understanding of how overwatch works to at least play another character you know you may not be doing it very well at at first but you should get good enough that you're sure you'll drop some sr but you should be able to get good enough with that character to come back and to where you were. But I, I've been holding off on Kinder. Uh, you said uh, pretty much you. exactly word for word what I was going to say. Okay, that's because great minds think alike, Kinder. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the thing I was going to kind of get into, right? Um, videos that I've seen, I'm, I'm going to go backwards now because I'm going to talk about the rank, right? Videos that I've seen have talked about this is what Blizzard needs to do to fix rank. This is what they need to do to fix, you know, comp- Overwatch competitive. I'm not really going to hop into all that because here's the deal. Blizzard does not take competitive Overwatch seriously enough to fix it because the answers to fix competitive Overwatch are actually pretty, um, they're pretty blatant. Competitive gaming has been ha- going on for over 20 years at this point. And we have several successful examples of how, you know, competitive modes should be ran if they're being ran purely in terms of competition. They know how to fix it. They know what they need to do. And I'm not saying they think competitive mode is a joke, but their main concern for number one, number one, it's fun. Number two is competition from Blizzard. I'm not talking about Overwatch League. Number one is fun. Number two is competition, right? If they really wanted to fix competitive mode, first of all, um, you would probably go into a lobby before you went into the match and get uh, grouped up with teammates. You would have map, pick, and ban. You know? You would. Because I don't know any competitive game that's truly competitive that every map in the rotation gets played. I, I just don't. Even super competitive games like Counter Strike, right? They all have bans too. Like that—that's something different that Overwatch has definitely done different. Right. And I'm not talking about character bans. I'm talking about just like you know choosing which maps you want to play because there, I, there's not a single game I can think of, and maybe my depth is off. That's that's truly competitive, where every map the developer made makes it into the competitive mode because the community is the one who figures out what's the best competitive maps. Uh, CSGO, I think, has a really large, uh, not a really large pool, sorry, but they have a larger pool of competitive maps than I think you would consider normal because that entire game is based on competition and they know what works and what doesn't. But even like an Unreal Tournament and in um, Quake and CS, not Go, but Source, you know, the, the stuff that came before, maps that would come out would either like the the competitive community would either straight up drop certain maps like that's why Dust was never played competitively. Dust two was played competitively. Dust was not played competitively when it was tried. It was horrible. But what they would do, what the communities would do, is they would remake maps to like I think in Unreal, in Unreal Tournament they called them CE editions or competitive editions, right? Uh, and in Counter Strike you would have competitive maps or maps that the developer made and then they would be remade readjusted and sometimes the adjustments were very slight and it'll make a world of a difference go ahead bob that's what i was actually going to say at least 
at least Blizzard has gone back and tried to start fixing older maps. Like Horizon Lunar Colony, I feel is definitely better now than it was before. It's still a little one tricky because there's really only it's really only one really good way to go, but it's still better than it was. It was they they are trying, but they're they're gonna have a constant issue. They're they're gonna have an internal conflict. They want to make they want the game to be competitive, but their priority is still fun. They'll never if the if the community had modding tools for maps, which they're not for maps specifically. I just can't imagine they're gonna get we're gonna get modding tools for maps that will be available like in terms of competitive. Not the community would do a much better job of of changing the things that need to be changed to make the map truly competitive because competition will come first, fun will come second. But when Blizzard fun comes first, then competitive comes second. So I'm not shitting on that idea that they want the game to be fun first, right? I'm not shitting on that idea. If that's what they want, that's what they want. But what I'm saying is Blizzard is not going to make the changes they need to make competitive truly competitive. They're just they're just not. Um, Roll Q. Yeah, yeah, they, they would have done it already. That's that's the thing. I'm um, still waiting could, on uh, guilds and clans. Like it's it's all yeah. waiting on. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's there's so much, and I don't want to hop into too deep. Um, but the other thing is like going back to the to the to the current CC meta and the fears of a turret meta. That is fixed by the same thing that would fix your problems with competitive, or technically speaking, it's not fixing your problems with competitive, and it all actually boils down. To community right this is why i say this is echo this is the echo of last week the best way to handle the current meta and the even if there's a turret meta is teamwork clear and concise communication with your team that is the best way to handle it because we gotta remember from from the very beginning overwatch was made so that it was made to be a 6v6 game played with a, a bunch of teamwork Right, that's the way the game was actually made to be played. Um, the game was on release was pretty light. You could just go in and play solo, and you know everything would just kind of turn out okay. But as the game continues to grow, we're seeing that theory of six v six teamwork being he more heavily incorporated into the game, as being more heavily incorporated into the characters, into their abilities, and into the maps, where you have to coordinate way better to get to your objectives. The best way to handle the current meta, you know, when you play is going to be teamwork and communication. The issue is that you don't always get that. It's very tough to get that in solo queue, right? And then in LFG, your issue is going to be most of the time you're starting up with a new team. So, yeah, the team may communicate better than they did, but you might not have the synergy that you need to go against another team. In my opinion, your best bet is to get involved in Overwatch communities. Let's be clear. If you are listening to this podcast, you are not the average Overwatch player. You're not. Nope, you nope. really like to play Overwatch. You really like to play Overwatch enough to download this podcast and listen to my ass talk 90 minutes every week. Okay? Because <laughs> you're at work and you really want someone to talk to about Overwatch because you love it. And a podcast is what you have for that. So we're talking yeah, like, to you. That's why we're here. We're talking to you. Yeah. If And I know like a lot of you guys are... You know, Overwatch may be your first real competitive game. I mean, we have grandmasters and coaches at Wawa's that came from Minecraft. Like Overwatch yep. drew in a ton of people, right? So you may not, you may be new to this. You may be 
new to the whole competitive community thing and actually utilizing game communities that aren't toxic. That's okay. Jaws got you. We're going to get you through this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can you can do this. I would highly recommend if you are if you are hesitant to really get involved with a community, you j- I think you need to, to dip your toes in the pool. Come sit down, put your legs in a little bit. Get your ass in the goddamn Discord. <laughs> okay, get your, get get into the Discord. Come join the community so you can find people to play with on a regular basis. You can get team synergy together and you guys can have good games even if you lose. It's a better experience than what you're you're probably experiencing now where where you lose and there's toxicity and you feel super tilted. I'm not saying all that goes away. We lost a ton on Saturday, and I never wanted to talk to Bob again. No, I'm joking. That way it wasn't like that. But <laughs> you was not joking though. at all. <laughs> He's I not felt joking the about same. the first part for sure. <laughs> yeah, we, we, oh, yeah we, lost, we lost a lot. And it doesn't feel great, but you know what? It's, it's a lot easier to come back from when it's like, okay, you kind of shake the salt off. Your teammates weren't you know a bun- like super toxic or super salty or anything like that. And then on top of that, even if you kind of do get into a quip or whatever with somebody, it's way easier to come back from that than it is from, you know, you know, dealing with somebody who just told you to suck a bag of dicks or something like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually to deal with. So that's why I put these two topics together, right? Because the community is the answer for that. And this is the community. If you want if you want to play the game better, if you want to deal with these annoying metas, the best way to do so is with the team that you synergize with. And it sounds like it's a lot of work. But if you're listening to put to, to this podcast, right, you're already in. You're in already. You're 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 in deep. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you I would highly suggest you get involved. And even if you don't come to the Mashes Buttons Discord, you know, you can hit up the Cow League. You can hit up Wawa's Boot Camp. You can go into the Omnic Lab Discord. All these Discords are communities, and they have people to play with. And I'm not saying toxicity is not a problem at all. You won't run across some assholes. I mean, you just sometimes you just don't click with people, you know. that That's the way it is. But you will have an overall better experience. Now, the second thing well, I'm, I'm talking about in terms of rank, like if you like Overwatch enough to play competitive, you probably should probably you should probably get involved with a team and you should play against other teams. You should play in leagues because that's competitive Overwatch probably at its finest. Because let's be clear about something. Unless you're trying to get into the Overwatch League, your SR doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. Like it, it really doesn't. I mean, I made it I made Diamond, which obviously is the highest rank you can get in Overwatch. But I'm joking, <laughs> of course. But um and I really don't care the only reason i'm glad i got there is that i gotta be honest like pretty much all the games i've played with the exception of two were good games you know and that includes my losses so the overall quality of matches and the overall experience of overwatch does get better but in terms like your sr doesn't really mean anything Unless you're really that helps your credentials as a Overwatch podcaster. God, I I get so much crap whenever I'm in like low plat. When I've been on this freaking losing streak, if I ever bring up WPR, biggest. What are you doing in low plat? Fuck you, man. Bob got me here. (laughs) Yeah, Bob got you up there. I was in I was in high plat before we started playing together. (laughs) You were like fluctuating 500 points every other week. But, uh, Domestic dispute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, 
Omnic Lab host Rob's never been diamond. Like they still run a strategy podcast and the biggest podcast I thought in Rob was, Overwatch. I thought Rob's Rob never diamond. hit diamond ever. Really? Not once. Not on EU, NA, nothing. Like but he still knows a shit ton about Overwatch and knows exactly what he's talking yeah. about. Like you just sometimes you don't have the time. Bob's a hundred. It's not just the time though. I mean, Bob's a hundred percent right. Like Bob, like Rob is one of the best strategists you, you can probably find in terms of overwatch. Right. But yet he's never been in diamond. Does he suck? No, he doesn't suck, but it does. Yeah. What it, he coaches a master's team. Yeah. Teamwork and overwatch really, really matters if you want to make it into a, a higher rank. So in his case specifically, I'm like, it's gotta be the people. It's gotta be the teams that he's dealing with. You know, it's gotta be, but yeah, like the, if you really want to play competitive overwatch, like I said, I highly suggest you hop, you get, you get into actual competitive communities. Cause even if you guys organize and go to play, you know, comp for SR or whatever, it's going to be a better experience than you going solo. Unless you were our team on Saturday night, I probably could have made more SR gains playing solo <laughs> then. But, but, you know, for the most part, it's a, it's a positive experience. Um, you don't leave super tilted and like, I'm not playing Overwatch for the next two weeks. Like, you don't do that. I mean, most of probably Some, not. Sometimes <laughs> you, sh- sometimes a good, you know, couple week break is a good idea when you're on like long term tilt, like Kinder at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> still keep coming back like an abused housewife. Yeah, well, that's because you want it. You know what I'm saying? You know you do what you got to do, and and you want it. Honestly, for you though, like you might be better off doing solo queue and just leading your team to victory, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, keep because like, and then losing it, like come back and play with you guys. It sucks so bad. Yeah. So. But then, but, um, like, and like every time you leave, we just start winning. And like, oh God. it's not because you left; it's just because like you're cursed. <laughs> like, fucking must be. You can watch the no. freaking stream from Thursday night. We all Bob felt so I'm bad. I'm not gonna let you do this, like, Bob. We won fucking four <laughs> games in a row of the freaking stream, and it was like, oh, poor kinder. Yeah, after you left, we did win. But I'm not gonna let Bob do this. Okay, first of all. First of all, what happened was people actually started playing their main characters after you left, yep. and that's why we started winning. Yeah, and I actually pointed that out. I was like, well, I mean, imagine that. We got another actual DPS, and then everybody switched to their main characters. Look at that. We win. Poor Kinder. That's like literally yeah. exact Assholes. words, I think. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I mean, man, I'm Saturday on night, I played a lot as, like, we played a lot as our maiden roles. We just, like, no matter what we tried, nothing worked. Yeah, like, Saturday night was terrible. But, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, like I said, the, the, the main point of this segment is that let's, 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 let's not wish for rainbows here. Let's look at what it is, you know, and Blizzard as a company, their, their motto is fun first and then competitive second, you know, that that's what they do. That's why people love them so much. You know, that's what made Overwatch super popular in the first place. If Overwatch came out and it was tuned to competition, the player drop-off would have been almost immediate because that's what happens with games that are super tuned to competition. The people who want to play competitive stay, but that's the that's the minority. That's yep. not the majority of players. Voice lines you know? be out the window. Emotes be out the window. 
Yep. They, like, they it doesn't matter. Worry like, about that shit. They wouldn't worry about that. They'd be putting better maps in. They'd be putting like they'd be paying more attention to tuning, all that stuff, you know. But they but they don't. So let's not act like you know. I could, I could make YouTube videos if I wanted to, for fucking you know months about that shit. What Blizzard should be doing for this, what they should be doing for that. I mean, fuck it. I do it on this podcast because my podcast. I say what I want. <laughs> <laughs> but the real the reality of the situation is that Blizzard is not it, it competitive Overwatch the end game comp will never be truly competitive. It won't. The competitive Overwatch, like the comp mode, is a better way to play Overwatch for sure than quick play. Because when you play quick play, all hell is breaking loose right now. And actually, we're going to talk about that in a a few seconds here. But if you really want to play Overwatch competitively, and you want to feel fulfilled, and you want to feel like you're actually, um, you know, that your time is actually being valued or, or used properly hop into a community all right that's what i'm saying but we're, we're gonna move on to community questions and then close up after that so we got a community question from mickey and discord he says got a community question for you thoughts on overwatch keeping an off-season comp mode even maybe even having the game lock into 222 uh, comp since it's normal and the most basic comp or even filter settings to suggest what strat you as an individual are trying to practice. QP, QP just plain sucks. Was working on my alt account all last month and constantly playing with 5 DPS made it a slow grind, leveling up to comp ready. So, um, in regards to that, if you place QP solo, just do whatever you want to do. Do not go in there <laughs> to actually practice. All right, because it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to find. Oh, I'll say this: react to your team, right? Like if your team does put a decent comp together, you know maybe it'll work out. But if you see them hop on five DPS, fuck it, going torp like that's you know or whatever you want to <laughs> do. Just have fun and quick play. Unfortunately, um, in terms of locking, and I do think they should have an off season comp mode, or I think they should have a uh, let's see. Um, what is it called? Oh my god, I'm trying to think because they have it in League of Legends, right? Uh, not League of Legends, but in um, in Heroes of the Storm, where you can play the competitive mode for actual comp points and then not for comp points, right? Like you play competitive rules, but they can have a mode like that. You call it off-season comp mode. I just want to, you know, I was gonna say non-competitive, competitive, but you know, fuck it. That's I'm pretty sure that's a violation <laughs> of the English language. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I mean, I've, I've mentioned this um, multiple times on the show. Different ideas for it, like a competitive rules quick play. I've mentioned, I've mentioned how it's not a real game unless you play offense and defense. And yeah, I would love to have this, and it'd be some place where they could test the two 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 thing. They could test things out that they want to try out in actual comp. I meant to say unranked. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. That's that's the, that's the English word I was looking for. And, oh. Yeah, I mean, that'd be great. I just want a, yeah, the, let's call it unranked. That's perfect. Yep. Yeah. Unranked. I think they should yeah, have it. Yeah, when I brought up this idea to you guys before, you're like, because it's quick play. You're supposed to get a quick play in. So. Yeah, let's name it unranked and let's do it. I like it, Miggy. 
and I think people who and I think your bands should transfer from ranked to unranked because that'll stop people from getting into from getting into a match and just leaving. Because that's what happens in off season mode a lot, unfortunately. I like going into the off season and playing, but like you there's so many matches, especially the later you get into the night, where people just leave. They just leave. And I think that the bands should transfer from one to the other. Right. I, I, I do, however, I do, however, think that they should um, for the sake of time, because a full game of Overwatch is kind of a long ordeal. They should reduce the timers on everything on like a time that you have to capture one point or another a time you have to push payload, etc. cetera, uh, on each side, just so it's a quicker version of a comp game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. I already go into comp, and if I'm not, if I don't win a game, it feels like such a big waste of time. And you know, if I'm going to practice for quick play, it's literally what I'm doing. I'm going in there for a quick couple of games, you know, hanging out, doing whatever I'm doing, and then getting out at any point in time or whatever. Um, but right. if I'm getting in competitive, that's a that's dedicating some serious time to playing this game. Well, and I think that's I think that's why he wanted the two 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 forcing thing is so. Then you could just let people leave, and it could fill it could fill for you because they would have queued up for what role they wanted to play, and it would it would just throw them in there. That's true. That man, that could help. I mean, the only reason I'm against locking two 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 is that you know that stops you from doing other comps. You know, like it stops you from doing some of the more true. you know flexible comps. So that's that's why I'm still against locking two two two. I'm not against roll queue per se. You know. I just think in an unranked system like that, it'd be a good learning thing. All right, no, you, you you could be right. No, there's opinions. That's one. No, I'm <laughs> um, but yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and hopefully that that answer was was satisfactory. Um, but let's go ahead and start closing uh, the monthly community episodes. We have started recording them. I am planning to have an episode out by the end of the month. We are recording more community segments than will be on this episode at the end of the month. I'm trying to decide whether I'm just going to put out two or if I want to kind of roll them over depending on how timely they are or uh, how many we get in the next month. So there's no uh, right now there's no definite like we're putting these out at the end of every month so far. Like they we're still kind of getting our, our bearings together with this. All right. So but yeah, the community episodes are being recorded. Game show episode. It's still on the planning, but like I said, I think I think I said last week it's a little bit on hold right now because I want to make sure we that we get it right. All right, uh, community events, no game nights from us this week. I did get a chance to play with the Xbox guys on Friday. We had a, a bit of a good time. It was a little salt, a little salt at the end there, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Not not a, not a big problem. I want to say this about game nights though, guys. Like game nights are supposed to be about fun right that's why we don't play competitive on game nights you know we don't want anybody like losing sr and stuff like that i definitely don't want to play with anybody on console if we're going to play competitive because i will tank your sr on, on console <laughs> i will i don't have any of the fancy controllers for console i'm not cheating with a mouse and keyboard so i will not i will tank your sr on console and i don't want to do that <laughs> right um but yeah i mean just remember to have fun on the game that's why we play quick play and we love to have more people there and uh, get some good games in. But thanks a lot to Mel Yeti for organizing though, you know, that once again and you know running it. It was it was awesome. And sorry it took me so long to get on. I was I got on pretty early. I think I got on like midnight and I 
goes on to like two o'clock. So, um, but we'll keep you guys, you know, up to date with the next game nights. Bob, you got anything? Calvary game night is this weekend, Friday. Usually starts for sure around uh, it's like nine o'clock Eastern, but sometimes people show up and start it early. Uh, if Mel runs it, it won't start until about nine Eastern. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Check it out. What else we got? Oh, prepare to attack. The Brig episode is out. I mean, I think this is last week. I'm going to say that because that was the latest episode. Uh, Hanzo episode is coming soon. We do have a recorder. I just got to get it edited. And we'll put out the updated Hanzo episode. Uh, if you are not here on Twitch with us, we do live stream every Tuesday. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time-ish. You know, <laughs> we usually get started sometime between 9 and 9.30. Uh, we love to hear about your Overwatch stories. We're going to get to our contact info in a little bit. And uh, if you are on PS4 and Xbox One, we do have a club and a community available for you. Just search for Watchpoint Radio Overwatch, and you'll be able to find it. And you can also join us on Discord. We would love to have you all you guys there, no matter what platform you're on. PS4, PC, Xbox. We, we love to have everybody there. And like I said, join a community. Like, don't take, don't be afraid to take the steps. Just hop, hop in Discord and start having some conversations with strangers. You know, so um, I always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch, you know, Facebook group. So if you're on Facebook, I highly suggest you check out that group as well. It's a good Overwatch community um, where you can either keep the latest news, check out the latest memes, or uh, you know, find people to play with. Miggy does a great job of running that community, so I would highly recommend checking that out. I thank everybody for listening. Uh, let's, uh, you know, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are on twittercom radio. Like I mentioned earlier, you guys want to give out your uh, social media info? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at blazin underscore bob. It's b l a z z i n underscore b o b. Where can we find you, Kinder? You can find me on Twitter at twitter or at nerfkinderplus. That's p l s and uh, fragging out pod. Okay, you can find me on Twitter. Oh, sorry, yeah, on Twitter at Church of Ja, you know, and you can also find me streaming here uh, on twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Uh, still trying to figure out what to stream next because I was like, oh, like Tomb Raider's new game. Let me stream that. And then it was like, yeah, so we'll see. Now, I don't know. I still don't buy Ubisoft games on PC. I'm still leery of Ubisoft games on PC. Odyssey. So we'll see. Uh, what was that game that uh, came out here recently? The procedurally generated one that was so big. Procedurally uh, generated. Yeah, it was the two D one. Uh, God. Oh, um, Dead Cells. Dead Cells. Yeah, yeah. I stream that. Dead Cells is good. I've, I've I've been playing that, and it does feel like you like for each run, it feels like you you know you you get you you gain a little bit. But now that I look back at everything I have, I'm like, I didn't do shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it feels like. And I've been playing it for quite some time, but it's a really good game. So maybe, maybe we'll see. Uh, I've been playing Destiny recently. Just go do some Dark Souls. Everybody loves Dark Souls streams. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, make sure they have a camera because they love seeing you in pain. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So uh, Dark Souls slut. (laughs) I love it. Uh, you know, we encourage you guys to reach out to the show. Our email is wprmashthosebuttons.com with the Overwatch stories or if you have any comments or questions. But you can also reach out to, out to us on Twitter or Twitch 
or uh, Discord. Like, if you have, uh, if you want to do like a, a, a community segment, which I guess some people are still kind of wondering, like, what are these community segments going to be? And I guess once the first episode is out, you'll have a much better idea. But literally, it's if you want to talk about something Overwatch related, that's what it is. The community bringing us it's, topics, and then we kind of discuss it. It's kind of like just going to just go out of go out to dinner with us go to the bar with us just a, like a little conversation where we're just talking about overwatch that's all Pretty it much. is anything and just talking about overwatch mm-hmm. so and uh shout out to fin flood i'm gonna get that name right this time shout out to <laughs> fin flood for being our first uh our first uh community episode host so <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> Uh, let's see. If you want to share the show and help us out, that would be great. I was supposed to say that backwards. If you want to help us out, you can share the show with others. <laughs> but um, you can also rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. That is a tremendous help to us as well. So thank you very much for everybody who's done that. If you want to expand your support, you can do so by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash watchpointradio. Thank you to everybody who's supporting us there. You can also buy merch on our Teespring store. Teespring.com slash store slash match those buttons. And you can also become a subscriber on Twitch. That's a huge help. We really appreciate everybody who uh, supports us monetarily. It really makes, it really helps a lot. Trust me. Talking, talking as the guy who actually pays for everything on the site, it's a help. So thank you guys very, very much. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. And with that, we're done. Thanks a lot, guys, for listening, and we will catch you next week. I got you! I got you, homie! That was what I was wanting. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.